God will never ask you to take a smaller step of faith than the one you just took. So if, if you take a step of faith, that next step of faith that comes, it's going to be bigger. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We uh, we said we we're going to take some time off December, and we didn't like hole. No Christmas hiatus. We we're we're coming back from Christmas. We just took January off too, but we've been a little busy. Very yes, churches we've been doing a lot. Churches um, seeing some growth. It's been awesome. You and Addie are getting ready to have your first of seventeen children. Hopefully, not seventeen. No, but but you're you're getting really close to like holding that baby for the first time, aren't you? Two, three weeks. You excited about that? I'm very excited. It's getting real. It is getting real. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, guess what? What? We still don't have a sponsor. Uh, but I actually had a guy ask me the other day in church, "Hey, how much would it sponsor, cost to sponsor the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast?" And I I had we haven't even talked about that. I don't. I said I don't know. <laughs> anyway, a million. I don't um, know. You know what? A million. I That'd would be uh, awesome. I would tattoo your name on my back for a million. I'd tattoo dollars. your name on my butt. Yeah. Okay. We just needed a transition <laughs> into today. Yeah, we have podcast. a podcast. <laughs> I don't, that would be a cool tattoo. Um, today we're going to talk about three fears that hold leaders and their churches or organizations from moving forward. What do you think? What 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 hit your mind when you saw that topic? Um, you know, I've said a couple times. I think fear is maybe one of the, if not the most accepted sin in the church today. Yeah. Seriously. I okay, think unpack it, that for a minute, because that's good. I've never heard you say that. Well, I just, you know, I, I love, like, Joshua 1, Moses is dead, mm-hmm. and so he's handing the baton to Joshua, mm-hmm. and it's funny, God just says over and over and over, do not fear, be strong, courageous, do not fear, be strong, courageous. Like four times, I think, right? Yeah, every like, at the start and end of every paragraph, and... Like, that was his command to Joshua as the leader of the nation of Israel. It wasn't like, hey, here's your strategy. It was, it was, don't be fearful. And if you read the book of Joshua and Judges, I love those two books specifically because that's like, it's kind of like Game of Thrones in the Bible. That's when people it's say the crazy man. When people say the Bible's boring, I'm like, you obviously have never read Joshua. It or really Judges. is Game of Thronesy. They're, they're just killing everything. Everything. It's unreal. <laughs> Uh, it's so, confusing for people. So, but there, there, there. I was kind of thinking and praying through this, just going through my own ministry journey. And there's three basic fears I think that every leader, um, whether you're in church world or non-church world, is going to face. Yeah, you got three here. Let's just dive into the first one. Yep, the uh, first fear one, of man. Yep, first one is fear of man. Now, I've always wrestled with fear of man issues, and basically. I think that has multiplied itself um, exponentially with the onset of social media. Because hmm. I can remember, so in my second church call, you'll appreciate this. I was a youth pastor, and I took our youth group on a retreat. And it was a great retreat until two guys got upset. Here's what happened. Two guys, got, like on the retreat, these two guys confessed all their sins 
And I'm sitting there as the youth pastor going, I don't know if I'd be confessing this in front of the whole room. <laughs> and um, but they did it. And and so they got back and then they got super embarrassed. So they told their moms, Cindy and Kim. That's all we're gonna say okay. about them. Uh Cindy and Kim. I'm not worried about them listening to this podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, and if they are, I just I don't basically it was Satan and Satan. Um <laughs> but but Cindy and Kim got mad at me and went and had a meeting with the pastor about me. And I was I knew about that meeting because they made sure that I knew about that meeting. And Cole for for 48 hours, I thought I was I'm gonna get fired. Yeah. You know what? I'm not only gonna get fired, they might, they might like defrock me. Um, they might like like take away my ordination. Yeah. I'm pro I had convinced myself that I was probably going to die and go to hell because Cindy and Kim... We're after you, man. I don't even remember their last names. I don't even... Right now. But looking back, I, I can remember, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do ministry again because Cindy and Kim are mad at me. And and th they they introduced me to that term. You know, Perry, a lot of people are saying... Hmm. Now, if you're if you're in ministry, you've heard that, yeah. and this is what I learned during that season, and I still do this. A lot of people are saying, "Stop! How many? Mm. How many? I need you to tell me how many right now, because a lot could mean five or five hundred. Yeah. Um, and then I always go, "Okay, uh, seven people. Tell me their names. Mm. Well, I don't know. Okay, well then, if you're not going to tell me your name, their names, then you're gossiping. Yeah. Knock it off. Um, but." So, so that was before social media. Now put social media into play, and fear of man is exponential. Well, because anybody can say anything about anybody with no accountability, zero whatsoever. They have more access to your life. Oh yeah, that's everything. why that block button is such a blessing from God. <laughs> you've you've used it. I have, and um, you, you know, it for me the thing I remember the first time I really saw Proverbs twenty nine twenty five that says. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. And I I don't want to be snared in my leadership because I'm scared. Um, what will people think and what will people say? Those are the two of the questions that we filter things through. And and those aren't necessarily evil questions, but when we're when we start asking those two questions instead of what does God want, mm. that's that's dangerous ground. Yep. And and it's crazy because Every everybody goes well. People people might leave. People might leave the church. And I discovered years ago that that a healthy church has a back door. Mm. Because think about this for a minute, Cole. The church is called the body of Christ, right? Well, a healthy body <laughs> has a back see where door. You're going. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. A healthy body has a back door. And everybody poops, man. Oh yeah, and if you, if if the back door gets stopped up, then you get constipated, and a lot of churches need an enema. They just they're they're spiritually constipated. It's it's called a blessed subtraction. I'm and I'm I'm not saying that in the mean way. Some some people they they're they're good people. They love Jesus. They're going to heaven. They're just not a good fit for yeah. your church. So them passing through the back door is a blessed subtraction. That's not a that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I've seen people wrestle with that particular subject when it comes to they wrestle with this even more when it comes to people that give a lot of money. How do you, oh, what do you yeah. think about that? Yeah, yeah. So I made the decision 
very, very early in my ministry that I was never going to let anyone with significant amounts of money control me. Mm. Um, and it was, it's funny because that, that, so when I, when I started, um, not this church, when I started the church before this one, the, the person that was given 50% of the budget came to me and said, I have some issues with the way the church is heading and when what's going on. And I told him, I said, well, I said, this is, this is our vision. It was a very nice conversation. Yeah. This is our vision. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. And he and his wife walked away. Wow. And I remember, I remember them walking away thinking, all right, I said, I want to let people with money control me, but this is, this is scary as crap. But you know what? We never missed a payment. We, we, you know, now the checkbook yeah. got a little dry, but, but we never hit the negative numbers. I think those are the moments that God really steps in and mm-hmm. provides is when, you know, like going back to the Joshua thing, like I don't, I think courage is not the absence of fear. It's like, it's the, the presence of yes, like saying yes to the right thing that God wants you to do. Absolutely. And usually the harder it is to do, the more he steps in and provides. So I think in that scenario, especially, I think people are really afraid to like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? We have, we're going to have no money and. Like, I think that is, those are the pathways to God's blessing, you know? You can either trust in man or trust in God. Yeah. And, and that's the, the, those are the only options that come your way. Mm, I like this one, dude. So, Let's go to the second one. Okay. Fear of failure. So I had a guy ask me one time, and I tell people, this is the question that changed my life. What would you be willing to attempt for God if you knew you could not fail? And mm. that last part, is essential. Like if you knew you couldn't fail, you what would you be willing to attempt for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fail. yeah. And so my answer to the guy that I was talking to was, I'd start a church. And here I am. I've now I've done this is my second church, and it's literally I, this is literally what I want to do. Yeah. But a lot of people won't won't attempt something great for God because they're scared to death they're going to fail. Mm. But I, I love what John, John Maxwell's got a book. He, John Maxwell has a book about everything. But um, and I don't say that in a mean way. They're they're all good. But he's got a book called Failing Forward. Yeah. And he talks about it's only failure if you stay down. It's only failure if you don't learn from it. It's mm. only failure if you just if you keep making the same mistake over and over and over again. That's failure. Yeah. But making a mistake and learning from it and then going to the next level, that's not that's not failure. That's called growth. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the one of the things behind fear of failure is actually this thing called pride. And it's a that's a big deal. Got Satan kicked out of heaven. Um, I think we 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 have our image tied up too much. And oh my gosh, if if I fail, this is gonna look bad on me now. Some people go. It'll look bad on God, and I'll just always stop and go. You're not gonna make God look bad. You're not that. Trust cool. me. You're not. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. 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 <laughs> Televangelist made God look bad way before you came along. <laughs> Trust me. You're not gonna be able to do that. Amen. Um. And so, so, but that fear of failure is real. And here's the here's the other thing, Cole. The the bigger the church gets, the bigger the fear of failure can become. Hmm. Because when you have a hundred people, you can make a decision. And all it's going to affect is 100 people. Yeah. When you have 500 people, that decision is going to affect 500 people. When you have 1,000 people, you know, it's kind of like when I have, when, when it was me on staff here at Second Chance, I could make staff decisions. Hey, these are our staff office hours. And I was talking to me in the mirror, you know? <laughs> but then now we got, what, 11? Yeah. 11 staff members. Mm-hmm. The decisions are, affect a lot more people. Yeah. And so what can happen is you can start getting in your own head 
and start freaking yourself out. And then what the other thing that happens is you invent problems that aren't ever going to happen. Oh, yeah, man. I think, can I go on this for a second? I think. I didn't say yes, but obviously you felt the freedom to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I just really jumped in. That's That's my bad, man. That's fine, man. I think in my life, the older I get, the more I almost welcome failure in a sense. This is is why I say this, because when I, this was really, really, really bad for me in my in my first five years of ministry or so, this fear mm-hmm. of failure, like I, I was so anxious because of this. I just, I wanted to be, you know, quote unquote, great so bad. And I was terrified of failing. And I remember when I got fired from my last job. So I, we have experienced right. Quote unquote failure. Oh yeah. And I remember my, my best friend at the time he called me and he said, I know this is going to sound really weird, but you've, you were always really, really like gripped by this fear. Is it as bad as you thought it would be? And I was like, no, it sucked. But in the moment, I don't, I don't know. I, I realized that I could handle a lot more. And, and not only that, I, it's going to sound almost dumb, but I, I don't know. I just kind of had that thing in the back of my mind telling me like, failure is what's actually going to get you to the place you really want to be. That makes sense, hundred percent. And so I don't know. And it's 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 one of those things that's easy to say, but like failure is something I think that can be used for like to get you exactly where you want to be in life. It's not gonna take it all away. Well, in the moment, it feels like it. In the yeah, moment, oh, it yeah. sucks. In yeah. the moment, it's horrible. But then, looking back, the thing that you thought was gonna crush you is now maybe two sentences in the story that you tell about how God's blessing you. Mm. Isn't that true? So good. Man. And then the other thing, the other thing I want to make sure that people understand, because this is something I've learned from my personal experience, is when you take a step of faith, and then you take a God will never ask you to take a smaller step of faith than the one you just took. Mm. So if if you take a step of faith, that next step of faith that comes, it's going to be bigger. Wow. Because why would God ask you to take a smaller step of faith? Because if you take a smaller step of faith, you don't have, really have to trust Him, right? Mm. Oh, I can do this. If, if you're not looking at a situation going, okay, God, I can't do this, we can't do this without your help, then it's not a step of faith. Hmm. It's called Tuesday. <laughs> so, Are so, you still afraid of failure at all? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Because the, I think one of the things, once again, and we need to do a podcast on just social media, but I think yeah. social media has added to the fear of failure because everybody's comparing themselves to other people and 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 other ministries and other organizations and yeah. if we're not doing it as good as them. Yeah. Um I'll say this though, it doesn't plague me like it used to, to because once you I mean once you've been canceled. Well, yeah, once you once you've hit rock I mean when when I when I got fired, I hit rock bottom. I I'm, I'm yeah. not saying listen I've got the proclivity to do to do stupid things. It's unlimited my potential for stupidness. But hopefully, hopefully the worst is behind me, and I can kind of move on. And yeah. it's like I fell down. It sucked. It hurt. I got back up. I'm moving forward. And the thing I'm hoping that God can take that and use it is, is like to show other people. You know, you can still do this, especially people in ministry. We did a whole podcast on that, though. Just because you fail down doesn't mean you can't yeah. get back up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a foundation to everything we talk about in a way. Absolutely. But that kind of leads us into our, our third thing. Is I, I was curious to, to ask you about the future. 
The third fear is fear of not knowing what is next. Yeah. So let's say that as a leader, you get a very clear like word direction from God on your next step. Like God says, hey, I want you to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a good thing. God, this is my next step. Our problem becomes, okay, God, that's that's great. I'm glad you showed me step A, but I'm going to need you to show me step B and step C as well so I can feel better about taking step A. Yeah. And God doesn't do that. Mm-mm. But and, and it's not because he's mean. It's because we couldn't even comprehend step B or step C yeah. where we are. We've got to take that, we got to take that first step. And what I what I learned from that, Cole, as I was wrestling through this myself, is that's a control issue. It's not a leadership issue. Wow. As, that's not me. That that's that's me saying, God, I, I don't trust you enough. I need you to tell me exactly what you're gonna do because you obviously need my help in trying to figure out these next several steps, right? Yeah. Um, and it just caused me to think about the Israelites in the desert, right? Daily bread. They went out every day, day and got their bread. Mm. Every single morning, it always fell. That's the way it is with God and His faithfulness. He's yeah. always going to show us that next step. Mm. You know, what? Uh, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Lamp and light. You can see that next step. He's going to yeah. make that next step very clear. And as a leader, um, that that's our biggest thing is just, trusting God with that next step, knowing that what's 10 steps ahead ahead of us, we we don't even need to think about it because we can't think about it because our minds can't conceive it. Yeah. Yeah, you do a great job of like, you've and you've always said this since at least I've been here on staff, is like we're going to do the best we can with what we have in our hands and we're going to take the step towards what's right in front of us. I love it. I'm preaching on this in a few weeks, but like when Moses is having his back and forth with God in Exodus. Um, and Moses says, what if they don't believe me? And I always love the thing where God says, what is that in your hand? Yep. Like you've been carrying this staff for 40 years. And so I'm just going to use what I've already put in your hand. Mm. And so it, it brought me, I, it's a question I learned years ago, and I just keep coming back to it. Why would God trust me with what's next if he can't trust me with what's now? Yep. I've got to be obedient in the now so I can see what's next. And so mm-hmm. Moses was like, well, it's a staff. And he throws it down. And you know, the whole story becomes a snake and picks it up by the tail and, and all that stuff. But yeah. God used what was in his hand. And here's the cool thing about it. Um, Moses' staff was essential for the rest of his ministry. You say he ended up using it yep. for, like, everything. Yeah, he throws right. it down becomes a snake. He also uses part the Red Sea. Holds but if God would have said, you're going to part a major sea with his staff, Moses would have been like, okay. Right, I'm, whatever. I'm dealing with some secondhand <laughs> smoke from this bush, and I don't think, I, I'm not sure what it is, but it's illegal, so 100%. It's awesome, man. Any any uh, other thoughts you have? I think, I think I'd close out with I th- the most... And man, I don't know if this is true or not because I've never sat down and counted. But I've seen a lot of a lot of people that I respect say that the phrase "do not fear" appears 365 times in the Bible, and you know that's one for every day. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I need to hear that every day as a leader. Like, yeah. do not fear, do not fear, do not fear, because fear fear is that thing that if we let it, it'll cripple us. 
Mm, quietly. Mm -hmm. But also when it begins to creep in, that's an indication that if I take that step, God's going to, God's going to do something on the other side of that fear. Yeah, dude, sometimes people, uh, people will ask me like, how do I know what God wants me to do? And something I've learned is to ask him like, well, what are you afraid of? Because one, I don't think God asks us to do easy things. I think it takes courage. Two, If God's asking me to do this, I, like the enemy swoops in and I, I think plants a fear of doing exactly what God wants you to do. And so I think sometimes fear is actually a, an indicator of what God wants us to do. It's it's a weapon that he uses, but if we're smart, we can take it from him and use it against him. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of the Perinole Leadership Podcast. If you would like to if you'd like to sponsor us, email Cole. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't. What email do we use, Ed? What is it? Podcast. Podcast at secondchance.is. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If you're interested in, in in sponsoring us, just shoot us an email. Or if you got leadership questions, we might just do a Q and A one day. I would love that. That would be amazing. So there you go. Thank you for joining us today on the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Peace. <laughs>